A Russian politician has urged Vladimir Putin to launch a missile at the U.S. test range in Nevada and bomb laboratories belonging to the U.S. armed forces. Also, China has now warned of worst consequences for any country that supports Taiwan militarily. The book of Revelation prophesies a war that is coming that will kill a third of mankind. Could we be seeing the sixth trumpet war develop right now? Let's talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Today we are doing a program on the coming World War III. The Bible prophesies it in Revelation. We're going to look at the scriptures, look at the stories that are going on around the world, which include Russia threatening to bomb America. Doug, did you ever think you would hear that again after, I don't know, the Cold War? No, I didn't. I'm, I mean, I, it's really surprising that they're talking like that, um, you know, but here we are. We're facing some things that we had never faced before, and it really seems like um, we're getting really close. Yes. You know, so you hear stuff like that, and you start thinking, okay, here we go. So are we making this up? Is this a real story? Um, is this really happening, or is this us adding to the stories? No, this is the real deal. It's really, it's in the news and uh, and we're bringing it to folks and letting them see it. You know, like we, we always say, we're not trying to push fear. That's what, that's what the media is trying to do is push Indeed. fear. But what we want to do is we want it to explain to people, look, this is out there. They've said it. You know, I was always told once you say something, you can't pull it back in. And it's been said, it's in print now. And so that threat is very real and it's and it's out there. Yes. and And I mean, I was thinking about it like, Nevada is, well, I don't know. How do you say it? Nevada. Okay. Yeah. I know we've got a Nevada, Texas. Yeah, and if you say Nevada there, you're in big trouble. You are in big trouble. (laughs) Um, I was thinking about, you know, how devastating that would be for that to even happen on U.S. soil. Yeah. A warning shot, perhaps. Um, I don't know how we would react right now. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I mean... Iran bombed an embassy the other day with like 16 missiles and there has near been, the embassy you have yeah. to make sure you clarify so near Facebook the embassy. doesn't but it, get too mad at but it but it hasn't you know we've we've seen no repercussion for that so yes. it it does make you wonder what would happen you would think if they bombed us with inside our own country that we would have to react regardless of if it was a nuclear warhead regardless of where it hit so mm-hmm. yeah very uh very trying times right now because we just don't know. Yeah. I mean, our leadership is not the strongest that it's ever been. That's for sure. So is it a nuke or is it a missile or what is it that's that they're talking about with bombing America? Well, from the article, it appears like they're talking about nuke because they're talking about hitting our, our nuclear test site. Like to blow up a nuclear bomb there is something that happens 
when they're testing nuclear bombs. That's what it sounds like from the article. We'll let people kind of decide what they think when we get there. But to me, when I read it, it sounds like that's a threat, a nuclear threat. Well, like you said, we'll get to the article, but it does say missiles for the test site in Nevada. Mm-hmm. But it does. It also says bomb the U.S. Uh, owned laboratories. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they differentiate between missile and bomb, but it uses both words for two different threats. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to note that the seriousness of this. We're not talking about somebody throwing a grenade out in the desert. Right. This is a legit. Um, a legit threat being made right. by a, a politician in Russia. Yeah. It would be like if Governor Abbott started making these threats towards China. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, right now, the war drums are banging everywhere. And mm-hmm. what we talk about all the time is we talk about this situation being like a powder keg. And all it takes is for one spark to ignite that. And it, it just the talk of this is something that would be strong enough to do that. I remember... Uh, when we had another leader in office, he he made uh, suggestions to people that if you act out in this aggression toward us, you're going to lose this major city. Uh, and that was considered, you know, a crazy, insane talk for a leader of a country to say, well, now we have this and it's this, this is kind of buried down in there. You're not hearing this. Uh, in mainstream media, but it is out there and it's been said. And they're considering this guy to, in, in all fairness, and to, to make sure that everybody understands, the the um, the senator or, or whatever he would be in Russia, the representative there, the state representative that made this accusation or told Putin he should do this, that guy, uh, they said, ha- has made some other outrageous statements before. And, and so... Um, you know, that may be one reason why we're not hearing a lot about it, but it's out there. And then for China to make the same type of threat that if anybody uh, wants to militarily help uh, Taiwan, if China decides to invade or maybe now when China decides to invade, I don't know how they're looking at it. Uh, but that's also been said. It's it's like they're really banging those war drums and trying to put people in fear mode, especially here in this in this country with the. Situation going on in Ukraine and Russia, it's very volatile situation right now. Yeah. Um, before we get too much further, I do want to make you aware that, uh, obviously, if you're a regular listener, you know that today is supposed to be Dave, and uh, th- we are not Dave. <laughs> it's Doug and Vince today. So um, Dave is actually on the road. Uh, he traveled to uh, Tennessee or Missouri yesterday. Yeah, Missouri. He's doing an interview today with Jim Baker um, on his television show. He also did an interview yesterday on a radio station in San Diego, and that interview is set to air on Saturday. I believe it's 5 o'clock local time, and the station is 106.1. Um, Kaz is the host there, and so if you're in the San Diego area, Be sure to check that out this Saturday. So, again, Jim Baker today. That show does not air until later on. We don't have the dates yet, but nonetheless, it's not live. And then tomorrow he does another show there uh, with the Jim Baker Ministries. And then he comes home Friday to then turn around and leave and go to the conference in Plymouth, Michigan. So if you're in the Detroit area, uh, Dave and Jana and Judy Baxter will be uh, in Plymouth, Michigan on Saturday and Sunday. Now, Saturday, Dave's going to be teaching on the future, uh, and then Sunday morning, he's going to be doing 
uh, breaking prophecy news. So you won't want to miss either day. You can learn more about the venue and the details of the event at endtime.com slash events. Or if you prefer to talk to someone on the phone, you can call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. This would be a great conference for you to go to if you're in the Detroit area. Um, so once again, we're, we're doing a World War III watch today. Uh, there's a lot of stories that are pushing us towards a potential world war. And the Bible talks about a war that's coming that will kill a third of mankind. And so we're going to look at that prophecy, look at the stories in the news and say, what in the world's going on? We're going to hopefully provide some clarity today. You're welcome to call us with your questions or comments. You can do that by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com Ukraine or 800-363-8463. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. As stated, there are war drums going off around the world. And the Bible prophesies of a war that will happen in the end times just before the second coming of Jesus Christ that will kill a third of mankind. Now, we don't say that to uh, freak you out. It's just what the Bible says. And so we want you to be aware of what it is and uh, hopefully in the process give you some hope and peace to be able to process the information and know how to react accordingly. But the Bible does prophesy that it's coming. And so we're looking at the details of this prophecy, looking at the stories that are going on, and questioning, is this developing right before our eyes today? And so we want to do that in detail. We also want to hear from you. So join us at 877-363-8463. All right, Doug, do you have anything to add before we get into these stories that 
are pretty crazy. No, let's just jump into it. I'll uh, probably have stuff to add as we go through it. Okay, I hope so because uh, I don't want to be over here alone. Which I know what you're doesn't saying. happen, but um, all right. Well, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, hit the share button. It'll help get this message out. It's one that uh, people need to be aware of as the uh, fear and all the hype being pushed out in the media around this war is being distributed. So share this. Help us get some truth and hope and peace out there. But first, uh, the story is about Zelensky and his speech. This is Ukrainian President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky referenced September 11 in Pearl Harbor in an emotional plea on Wednesday morning to Congress for more help in his nation's war against Russia. He said, in your great history, you have pages that would allow you to understand Ukrainians. Understand us now when we need you right now. Zelensky told Congress in his address to a room full of lawmakers. Remember Pearl Harbor, the terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. He added of the September 11th attacks, when evil turned your city's independent territories into battlefields. Zelensky said that those harrowing chapters of American history are playing out every day in his country. Quote, our country experiences the same every day. Right now, every day, every night, for three weeks now, Russia has turned the Ukrainian sky into a source of death of thousands of people. Pretty strong words, Doug. Very strong words. And, you know, I watched some of that today uh, on the the media there and saw some of his video. One of the things that he was pressing for, Vince, was a no-fly zone. Uh, But President Joe Biden and other leaders They've ruled that out because they're afraid that that would put us at risk at, at uh, standing toe-to-toe with another nuclear power such as Russia. Um, and so that's one of the things that they're saying, no, we, we can't do that. Also, interesting thing, Vince, is from another article that Fox News put out. Um, he said this, Zelensky said, pointing to World War II, he said that the wars of the past have prompted our predecessors to create institutions that should protect us from war. But they, unfortunately, don't work. You see it. We see it. So we need to. We need new ones, new institutions, new alliances, and we are here for them, Zelensky said. So to me, Vince, when I heard him say that, it's, it sounds very much like what he's saying is that the UN is that... Uh, assembly or that facility that was supposed to help in situations like this and he's basically saying the UN has failed and that we need something new and and we know why that's important to hear a world leader say something like that is because in Revelation 13 1 and 2 it lets us know that there's going to be a one world government that's going to rise up and it's going to have that leader that will be the antichrist and he will uh, have the his his power his seat and great authority comes from the dragon or Satan himself. And so it, it's interesting that he's making those kind of comments because we've always said, uh, Pastor Baxter taught a lesson that World War III would be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. And that's what it sounds like he's talking about. He talked now, about... Now he, he did teach that, but he also would, would say it may not happen first. Right. You know, so he would clearly say that, but he he did think it le- it leaned that way, right? And so, if that's the entrance ramp, and one of the reasons why I believe that is because of what Zelensky said there in that article, World War II was an entrance ramp for the UN 
for this peacekeeping organization that was supposed to come in and help, uh, you know, to uh, come to the aid of these countries that are invaded by an aggressor and things like that. And and what Zelensky's saying there is that that has broken down. It's the process of that is not helping his country right now. And so yesterday he was in Canada or he was broadcasting there in Canada mm-hmm. to Trudeau doing the same thing outcrying to Trudeau for his country to help with this situation with Russia. And now he's come to our Congress and begin to do that. So it's interesting to see a world leader say stuff like that. It's interesting as well to think about the emotions that are being stirred up. Right. I imagine there are. You know, sometimes I say that and I go, well, maybe they're kind of emotionless at times. (laughs) But, you know... To, to use the references to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and say, this is what's going on. And, right. of course, P- Pearl Harbor was part of a world war. 9-11 wasn't necessarily identified as a world war, but it sure has involved a lot of countries yeah. uh, since that time. And so now we're looking at this and almost as if there's a plea for military support. Right. Like, we are being attacked. Yeah. Physical attacks. We need you to step up and do something. Right. And and so when we first start, saw this uh, conflict begin between Russia and Ukraine, we, we told everybody adamantly, this is not World War Three. This is not the Sixth Trumpet War. But it could lead to that if there were other things involved, if other things ramped up. And one of those things is if nuclear weapons were involved and the threat of nuclear weapons involved. And if China gets involved, uh, so one of those things was mentioned, like you talked about at the first of the program here, is that um, Putin's been encouraged to fire nuclear weapons into the United States. So uh, this could be one of those things that could trigger that Six Trumpet War. Yeah, and before we get accused of, uh, you know, hyping this up, let me just read you exactly what the article written by someone that's not here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, a, a journalist that writes this article uh, and it's reporting what has happened. It's not us making this up. I'm not adding to it. I'll read you word for word what it says. A twisted Russian politician has urged Vladimir Putin to fire a ballistic missile at the largest weapons testing site in the U.S. as a warning. That's the opening sentence. Yeah. Um, I will not try to pronounce his name, but, uh, well, I'll try to pronounce his last name, Yadorov. Uh, he's a deputy of Russia's Duma, which is the best I can come up with is, is, is like their Congress, right. 450 elected uh, members of this. Um, but uh, uh, Yadorov urged the despot, which is a ruler or other person who holds absolute power, he urged them to push the button and launch a missile at the Nevada test range as a warning because Western leaders are assuming Putin has no trump cards in his hand. Another of the trump cards he proposed was the bombing of laboratories belonging to the U.S. armed forces. Yadorov believes that if Russia did strike its Cold War foe, the U.S. wouldn't retaliate. With sanctions still in place on Russia from Western countries like the U.S. and U.K., 
President Vladimir Putin had warned that the sanctions were akin to an act of war. Yadarov said, until there is a physical demonstration of Moscow's determination, America will perceive the position of Russia and Putin as a bluff, so they need a demonstration. The most convincing demonstration would be the physical destruction of America's Defense Department facilities. I'm talking about facilities which international law grants us the right to destroy. Yeah, and so just to clear up, so everybody says, well, is a ballistic missile a nuclear uh, bomb? The headline of that is Putin's told to fire a nuclear missile. So that ballistic missile would have a nuclear warhead on it. I don't know how big it would be. I don't know how much destruction it would do. But that's what this guy's talking about. Now, like I said before, uh, there's other people who have uh, spoke out against this guy and said that he said some pretty crazy things in the past. But just like last week, we talked about one of our elected officials standing up and calling for the assassination of Putin, another world leader. That's a pretty bold statement coming from somebody that's been elected into our Congress. So this is the same type of situation. And they're claiming the reason why they would need to do this is because uh, America thinks that Putin is bluffing. And he's definitely uh, got the, uh, the power to show that he's, that he's not bluffing if he did something like this. And remember, Russia actually has more nukes than we have. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. I mean, you fire a couple of nukes and, and I mean, it's pretty much going to be devastating. So, uh, you know, we've got enough nuclear weapons between the two of us to destroy the world over many times, I would assume. I believe that's confirmed. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, when they hear about Russia being involved, yeah. they say, this isn't the Sixth Trumpet War, this is Armageddon. And, and that's not Armageddon. So why? Because in the Battle of Armageddon, that battle specifically comes to Jerusalem. That is a battle where the armies of the world, the armies of this one world government, come down to Jerusalem to take the city of Jerusalem from the Jewish people. So their objective is to take the city of Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and that certainly isn't part of the plan right now. With right. What's going on. Yeah. Um, which, which I guess leads to the next question. If, did, did you say the, the, the armies of the world? Yeah. And one of them is Russia. We know that. Right. So that means at least if this turns into a, a big war, perhaps World War Three, Russia is still there later on for Armageddon. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, the, the other side of that, too, I mean, I know that a lot of people are believing that, uh, that it could be that, but they, they base that on the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war. But what we know is that Ezekiel 38 and 39 is not this war either. That war is the same thing as Armageddon, and we've, we've proven that on a couple of different programs. Uh, but the proof is there. There's many different things that it talks about within the structure of uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, and it lines up with Revelation chapter 19, and so uh, and and actually other scriptures in Revelation. But but this war uh, could definitely turn into that six trumpet war for sure, because we know, especially if nukes are involved, that's where we get one third of mankind can be destroyed pretty easily. Mm. Uh, the the other side of that that's uh, you got to think about is the threat from China because we know China can actually field 
a 200 million man army. And that's specifically what the scripture in Revelation chapter 9 talks about. And that's the same number that they boasted they could they could produce. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It's very interesting. So a lot of people then go, well, for this World War Three and for Armageddon, the church isn't going to be here anyway because we're going to be raptured. Yeah. There's a lot of people that believe that. So why should we even be talking about this because we're going to be gone? Well, because that's not what we believe Scripture tells us. For one thing, we know that there there are a lot of things that are going to happen between this Sixth Trumpet War and the Battle of Armageddon and the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of things that are going to take place, and, and we know that. Like you were saying before, uh, Pastor Baxter would, would talk about the Sixth Trumpet War, and he would say, we don't know if this war happens or if the peace agreement happens yet. So those two prophecies are running neck and neck with each other right now. They're talking about the peace agreement um, between the Palestinians and the Jewish people. Um, they remember uh, about two weeks ago we did a story where they were taking this um, to the UN to talk about a two-state solution that they've come up with uh, between the Israelis and the Palestinian people. So that's running neck and neck with this six-trumpet war. We don't know which one's going to happen first. We've always thought that the six-trumpet war would happen first because with one-third of mankind died, that would cause an outpouring of people crying for peace. And it would be an entrance ramp for a world leader to come in on a platform of peace and say, look, we've, we've got to get peace all throughout the world so that this killing stops and we don't destroy the world. And that's what we've always believed. So in that process, when that agreement happens either it happens before this war or after this war whenever that happens that starts that final seven years so we know we're not there yet the rapture specifically spoken of by jesus in matthew 24 if you look in matthew 24 15 through 21 he says there's an event called the abomination of desolation this event is spoken of by daniel in Daniel 9.27, in Daniel uh, 11.31 and 36. Uh, so you, you see that spoken of by Daniel. Jesus specifically says, when you see this event spoken of by Daniel, let those be in Judea flee, for then there shall be great tribulation. And then he says from 29 to 30, immediately after the tribulation of those days, then that's when he sends his angels to gather his elect. So it gives us a timing there that we can expect the rapture. Will we know the day and hour? No, we won't know the precise time, but we will know by looking at the signs that the Lord gave us what to look for. All right, well, we will be taking your calls after the break. You can join us by dialing 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8400. Six, three. Doug has made the proclamation, we will be here for these events. The rapture doesn't happen before them. This is not Armageddon. It's not the Ezekiel 38 battle. Uh, but it could be World War III starting, so we'll talk more about that on the other side of the Whether parade. it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I do want to remind you that Dave and Jana Robbins and Judy Baxter will be in Plymouth, Michigan this weekend, Saturday evening, Sunday morning. Dave's going to be talking about the future. And then on Sunday, he'll be talking about uh, breaking prophecy news with a Q&A session to follow. So if you are in the Detroit, Michigan area, make plans to attend. You can learn more information at endtime.com slash events or give us a call at 800-END-TIME, 800-363-8463. I also want to remind you of our effort that we are doing with the Jewish agency considering the Ukrainian Jews that are trying to make Aliyah. Uh, The last number I heard is about 8,000 Jews that are um, eligible to make Aliyah that are trying to do it in Ukraine. Of course, when this war began, it became increasingly difficult for that to occur. Uh, The financial burden in order to make it happen dramatically changed due to the circumstances. And so um, it's going to end up being about 8 to $10 million to get um, these Jews out of Ukraine back into Israel so they can make Aliyah. We are trying to help the Jewish agency with that. So we've presented that need to you. You can learn more about this information at endtime.com slash Ukraine. We figured out that about, oh, if half of you gave $250, um, this need would be met today. Now, that has not happened since we've been talking about it. And, you know, we're not trying to pressure you or make you feel guilty. I'm just telling you the truth here, what's going on. Um, We ask that you pray about it. uh, Seek the Lord on whether you should contribute to such a cause or not. We highly encourage you to do so. And uh, you can learn more about that and and give at endtime.com slash Ukraine. All right, Doug, we better get to the phones and then back to what we're talking about. We're talking about a World War III that is coming. Russia has, um, well, the, a Russian politician has told Putin that we should bomb America. And so we went over the details of that a little bit ago. And we can rehash some of that if necessary. But that's the topic for today. 
We're talking about the coming World War III, and if we're not seeing that develop before our very eyes with the number of things that are happening between Ukraine and Russia and China and Iraq or Iran or both. But uh, let's get to the phones now. Karen in California, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi, Karen. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, um, I have a question. I've listened to other people, too, although I, you're my main source, and I do believe in the post-trip that you um, teach. But everybody seems to be, all the pre-tribbers, seem to think that the Ezekiel War, that it would be this war that would be coming up instead of it being Armageddon being the end. Is that because they don't understand that the, um, is it the trumpets that, that have already started and we're now at the sixth, at the third world war thing? That is probably part of it, Karen. Um, I know that there is a teaching out there that teaches that there's going to be a separate uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 war and, and that that'll happen before Armageddon. But when you take those two and you put them beside each other and break it down, you see God's wrath in there. You see where the mountains and islands uh, are removed. You see where there's a great shaking in the earth. There's hailstones. All the things that are mentioned in the wrath of God on the day of the Lord are mentioned in Ezekiel 38. And then in Ezekiel 39, you see the feast of the Lord. Uh, that's the same as Revelation 19, uh, where the Lord calls upon the birds of the air and the beasts of the field to come and sup upon uh, the great men, the kings and their horses and everything. And so uh, it lines up with the Battle of Armageddon and not a separate battle. Uh, and so it, it's confusing when uh, when people listen to a lot of different voices. That's why we always just say, you know, look in the Word of God yourself and, and let that, uh, you know, guide you. If somebody's saying something, see if it lines up with Scripture. And that's what we've always tried to do is to back everything up that we tell you with Scripture and show you uh, in the Word of God itself. And so, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's not something that, you know, is, is worth arguing with folks over. But uh, you can show them if you're, you know, if you're well-versed in that. And with the day of the Lord in Revelation where it shows you uh, in Revelation chapter 6 and Revelation chapter 11 and Revelation 16, Revelation 19, those things that are happening at those events, uh, the the sixth and seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, the seventh vial, those line up with that Ezekiel 38. Okay. Yeah, because they keep saying, you know, it's Gog is coming down and Russia's Gog and so this is it. And I'm going... Okay, I don't believe that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I was getting kind of confused whether they were talking about something sure. else or what. All thank right. you. Well, thank you, Karen. We appreciate your call today. Another option is to play the clip of you so skillfully explaining that. Great job, Doug. Thanks. You are wowing <laughs> the people. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was right. a wonderful job. All right, Thomas in Alabama. Welcome to End of the Age. Thomas, are you there? Yeah, let me take you off the speaker. All right, thank you so Uh, much. My my question is, with the adoration that this president of the Ukraine is getting, 
do you think he has any part to play in the end times? That's a very good question. In other words, is Zelensky the Antichrist? The Antichrist, <laughs> right. We've had that question. Yeah, because he's coming out of nowhere all of a sudden yeah. with everybody. I tried to get Doug and... to do a show on that, Thomas, <laughs> but he yeah, didn't want he, to. He has. Well, you know, they, they are building him up quite a bit. And, and uh, could he possibly be? I mean, possibly we'll just have to kind of watch that situation and see because they are building him up. You know, I, I made a reference to him being, uh, you know, like like the Alamo here in Texas. I think of the Alamo when I think of things that are happening like in the Ukraine and this big military force coming down on the Alamo and how uh, William Travis, you know, was like the hero of the Alamo, uh, standing firm and not running. And, and so they're kind of painting him out to be like that. And on the other side of all this happening, who knows? I mean, we're just going to have to watch that situation. But maybe we do need to do a program about it. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, he seems to be garnering a lot of the worldwide attention. So, And it's reported that he's Jewish. Yeah. That's true. And there's a lot of people that think the Antichrist will have to be Jewish. So... We'll have, we'll have to talk about that. Thanks yeah, for bringing yeah. that up, Thomas. We'll save that Very for much appreciated. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for answering my questions. Yes, you know, have a blessed day. You, you too, too, Thomas. All right, Doug, we do have a number more calls. There are open lines, though. You can join us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we get to the rest of the calls, Doug, I think there are a few more stories we really need to hit. Uh, we have a few minutes before the next break. I don't want to cut people off like I do sometimes on accident, but... <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, these stories are pretty critical for the conversation. Yeah. I don't want to leave them out. The first one's China warns of worse consequences for any country that supports Taiwan militarily. Yeah. Now, this is kind of like, you know, I've got a I've got a four-year-old son and a two-year-old son. And, and my four-year-old will, you know, have a, he has his toy and he'll need to go do something and he'll hand it to me and he'll say, Papa, will you protect this from somebody? And I'm like... <laughs> Somebody who? Yeah. And he's like, protect it from somebody. And I'm like, you mean Shiloh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, protect it from, don't let Shiloh get it. Now, yeah. why doesn't China just say America? Yeah. Who else is supporting Taiwan military? I guess there's probably other countries, but I know America is one of them and the main one. Yeah. And so here That's we are. That's the deal. We're the main one. <laughs> yeah, any country. They should have said America. But nonetheless, uh, the story says any country supporting Taiwan militarily would face the worst consequences China's government warned Saturday, adding that no one and no force would be able to stop the Communist Party if it took action against the island country. China's relationship with Taiwan has come into focus against the backdrop of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, with the island bolstering its own defenses since the war started in case of aggression from the mainland. Taiwan said it planned to double its yearly missile production capacity this year, The announcement from the Defense Ministry came after Taiwan approved an extra $8.6 billion for military spending over the next five years. Beijing doesn't want to see Taiwan as a sovereign country, but rather as a breakaway province that can be absorbed back into China by force if deemed necessary. Yeah. That sounds a lot like Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, they're... They're looking at that situation to see how the world deals with this. And, and if I was Taiwan right now, I'd be sitting there going, well, they're not really helping the Ukraine. Come on, much. world. Where yeah. you at? <laughs> and so they're, they're probably a little concerned. Well, they're $8.6 billion 
in military spending, so they are upping the ante there with their military mm-hmm. weaponry. So, yeah, very interesting. It's pretty scary, too. <laughs> it is. And so we mentioned that China has, has boasted, and this was years ago, yeah. that they could produce a 200 million man army which we already pointed out, that's the exact number from Revelation 9.16, mm-hmm. which is really kind of unbelievable because we know, I mean, the the leader of China is not reading the Bible. Right. Um, so it's kind of amazing that he would boast that exact number. It's very amazing because, I mean, remember who gives the world government its power, its seat, and its great authority. I would imagine that that power knows that number. You know, even though he's the the bad guy, he probably <laughs> understands, and he's got, you know, he's got some influence there. I would believe. All right. The next story is North Korea may be gearing up for a full ICBM test. Mm-hmm. We want you want to just briefly talk about that. Yeah. So um, I mean, we can just kind of mention what they're doing, but they they have fired as recently as yesterday. The article talks about they fired a missile. Now it went up in the air and it ended up crashing into the ocean. But uh, they were just checking it out to see how it, it would perform because they are gearing up for this. They they consider when uh, the United States and, and South Korea do military exercises, the article says North Korea views this as a hostile act toward their government. And so uh, they are testing these missiles out. It was just a month or so ago, Vince, when they had to shut down the airspace in California and Hawaii. Nobody at the time knew why they did that. They told all the planes to land. They shut down the airspace for, I think, like a two-hour period. That's because North Korea had launched some missiles that were heading in the direction of Hawaii. And it didn't make a big major news, uh, but it did hit some of the news sources that we look at. And uh, and so this is another one of those situations where we're dealing with somebody who is not stable as far as uh, a world leader that is looking for the destruction of another country. And it seems like right now everybody's eyes are on America as being an aggressor toward these governments. And these are major players and not just them, but you, we mentioned Iran firing the missiles. So uh, Iran's even doing this, even though Iran said that they were doing it out of uh, retaliation for Israel killing some of their uh, their imperial guards. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, is it happened on the anniversary of when we took out one of their generals. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. but They, they said it was retaliation for an Israeli strike in Syria mm-hmm. that killed two members of its Revolutionary Guard earlier this week. Yeah, so that's why they said they did it. Right. But it happened on the anniversary of the death of that general when, uh, when the former administration was in and they took that general out. And it was near a U.S. complex. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Again, we will be getting to your calls after the break. There are open lines, so if you would like to join us, you should be able to get in if you call now. The number is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Also, I would urge you to go to endtime.com slash Ukraine. Watch the video there of the first 300 Jews getting to Israel. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. 
My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with Endtime to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-ENDTIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Uh, we want to get right to the phone so we can get everyone in today. So we will do that now. You can join us at 877-363-8463. Let's go to Joshua in North Carolina. Joshua, welcome to End of the Age. Joshua, are you there? Yes, sir. Welcome. You're on the air. All right, thank you. Uh, we all believe in uh, entertaining angels, correct? Correct. All right. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was in downtown Southport, and I had a gentleman by the name of Miles, and I was blowing the chauffeur, and he asked me, well, the way he started it, he said, I heard the sound of the chauffeur is Yeshua coming. I said, yes, he's coming very soon. And then he approached me on my right side, and he asked me, he said, why blow it? I said, well, the Lord's fighting battles for me, why blow it, and for victory. He said, okay, that's nice. So I told him, I said, well, I said, I believe the prophecies are being fulfilled so rapidly that it's hard for humans to catch up and know what's going on. I told him, I said, I believe World War III is on its way, like we're standing at the threshold. And when I got done talking to him about that, he answered back saying, yes, World War III is coming, and it's coming very soon. He said, yes, he said, prophecies are fulfilling itself very rapidly. He said, especially when, this is what struck me when he said, Brother Abraham Accord was being done. He said, big prophetically. And So what's your question today? Well, it was more, more of me, I don't know, relaying a message, because I believe in my heart that he was an angel, because he said his name was Miles. And if you look, to, if you look Miles up, two definitions will pop up for it. And it just struck me, and I just felt the Holy Ghost all over me when I looked his name up. And I just strongly believed that it was an angel informing me that World War III is coming, and it's coming very soon. It's, we're standing at the threshold of it. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Joshua. We certainly believe that. We've been teaching that as well for some time. And so uh, we certainly believe, especially with everything that we can see around the world, that there is a World War III that's coming, and it's uh, backed by a Bible prophecy. 
And that's what we've been talking about today. And so, uh, yes, be ready. It is coming very soon. Thank you for that, Joshua. Let's go to Jose in New York. Jose, welcome to End of the Age. God bless you guys. Vince, Doug, I hope you're doing well. God bless you. We're well. Good. Uh, my question is specifically on Revelation 9, chapter 17. I was reading it the other day, and I, I have the tendency sometimes to read it in different translations. And what I was looking at specifically on that verse was where it says, Those who sat on them have breastplates of fury red, hyacinth blue, and sulfur yellow. So my question to you guys today was, is it possible, as we know that the, the, that's talking about um, the Sixth Trumpet War, which is what we're talking about today, World War Three, is it possible that those that are sitting on those horses could represent, you know, Russia, Ukraine, um, being that the colors of Russia is red and the colors of the flag of Ukraine are blue and yellow? Well, that's a good question. We, I've, I've had some folks ask me that, and so I've looked at it a little bit, um, you know, deeper to try to try to see if that has anything to do with it. At this point, I, I don't believe it does, and this is why. If you look at Revelation nine sixteen, it says, "And the number of the army of horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand, and I heard the number of them." So the army is what's being mentioned in the next verse as well because it's describing uh, their their armor, what they're wearing, breastplates of fire and uh, jacinth and brimstone, like you said, red, blue, and yellow. But the, the thing about it is with the combined forces of Russia and the Ukraine, they don't make up 200 million men. Uh, so I don't believe that that gives us a clue as to what's happening right now. I know it's it's interesting, and those colors line up with the two different colors of the flags there, but they don't have the army of 200,000. 000. Understood. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, thank you. Appreciate your call. Right. Thanks, Jose. All right, we'll go to Texas now. Erica, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, yes, my question was, um, will the U.S. actually be part of World War III? We are uh, speculating that, yes, we would have to be because of the fact that we are a nuclear nation. Uh, and we know that the Bible says that the third part of man are killed by the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. And we believe that that is going to have to be nuclear to kill one-third of mankind. So, yes, we do believe that the United States will be involved in World War III or the Sixth Trumpet War, as we call it here. And uh, we believe that we would probably even, you know, we're going to take some damage. We're going to take some hits, but we don't believe that we will be totally destroyed. Some people teach that America will be totally destroyed, but because of the fact that we have Revelation 12, 14, that talks about the great wings of the eagle being there to help the woman uh, during the time of tribulation, we believe the United States will be here and will be helping Israel during the tribulation period. And so, having said that, I, it only makes sense to us, even though we don't have scripture that says that we're directly involved in this, it doesn't really tell us who is directly involved in, in it unless that 200 million man army is China. And that's the way we believe China will be very much part of this war. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Erica. Thanks, Erica. God bless you. 
All right, let's go to Steve in Arkansas. Steve, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I love listening to y'all, Dave, and listening to Brother Irvin for many years. Listen up. My, my question is, uh, back at the beginning of the show, y'all were talking about Russia threatening to uh, bomb a place in Nevada. And, and Jose kind of touched on it a little bit. Your answer kind of helped me out. But, you know, if, if, if we retaliated or if we didn't retaliate, it would not really uh, complete the uh, definition, if lack of a better way to word it, for the Sixth Trumpet War because Russia nor America, either one has the 200, uh, you know, we don't, we don't meet the qualifications of the Scripture. Is that, is that the way you guys understand it? Yes, sir. That's what from from that scripture where it tells us that the number of the army is the 200 million men. That pretty much tells me that that there's got to be a large number that will provoke it. Uh, And China definitely fits that. Now, I know also, you know, we talk about the four angels who are loosed in the area of the great river Euphrates. Well, we also have to look at that uh, alliance that China has with Iran and with Syria right now, and with Russia. I mean, they're very much involved with that part of the world as well. They, they are getting oil from those places. They're uh, in a, a military alliance with them. They just did, China just did a uh, military, a naval uh, drill with Russia and with Iran. And so they're very much active in that area. And they can field that that army. But also we've got to look at the possibility there are other countries that can do that as well. We believe uh, that India could do it. Pakistan could possibly fill the military that large or just Islam in general. But those are things that we, like I said, we just don't know because there's not enough information there. But we do believe that China is going to have to be very much involved in this. And, and possibly China may be hit the hardest from World War III because we do not see China in the one world end time government there in Revelation 13, 1 and 2. We just don't see them there. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I appreciate y'all answering my question. And just to kind of put you on the spot, if if Russia was to bomb us and whether or not we retaliated or not, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to ask this, but I mean, what, what are your thoughts on if, if that happened and say, for example, no other countries, China or whatever, got involved? It, it would just be a, a conflict between us and Russia? Is that what you make out of it? That would be possible, but I don't think that it would be what would happen. It's just my opinion that if just because what is happening right now in the situation with Taiwan China is taking advantage of what's happening in Russia. They're watching that, and they're seeing that America's not really doing a, a, a whole lot to help that situation. They've already threatened Taiwan and said, if you expect the United States to help you, look at what they did in Afghanistan. Right now, we're projecting nothing but weakness to these other countries. And it's like you know a shark being in the, in the water and blood being in the water. It makes the sharks go into a frenzy. And I believe that if something were to happen where we had an exchange like that with Russia, that these other countries would say, this is our opportunity, this is our chance. Um, and, and so I, I think that there would be, if that happened between America and Russia, we'd see these other countries taking a chance to try to take America out. 
That, that certainly makes sense. I appreciate you fellas taking my call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You know, Doug, another interesting thing is, you know, it's not, I think we have to say out loud that we may not know that it's World War III as it's happening. That's true. You know, there's going to be details that develop in the process mm-hmm. where we go, man, it's going to be much like today's show. It looks a lot like that. Yeah. You know, and here's what's happening. Here's what the Bible says. We're not ready to commit entirely yet, but yeah. here it comes. Right. So we're, we're wanting to, to sound the alarm. It's coming. Right. We don't know when. We don't know how all the details will be that develop, but we know that it is coming without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. It's coming. Right. So we need to be ready. We've yeah. talked about that a lot. You need to be ready spiritually. We, we really emphasize that. We know that you need to be ready physically as well, but more importantly, you need to be ready spiritually. And so you need to be born again. Everybody you know needs to be born again just the way the Bible says to do it. We have an article on that. You can go to endtime.com slash reborn to read what that means or to verify that you have been born again. There's a lot of people that say, oh, I've been born again, and then it turns out not to be uh, exactly so. And so we would encourage you to go to endtime.com slash reborn, learn what that means, because above everything else, you need to be ready spiritually for this war, for the second coming of Jesus, or for uh, just your time to go home. So um, be ready. Absolutely. Doug, we've got like a minute left. Yeah. We don't have time to get to any other calls, unfortunately. But we have time for you to give us a last word <laughs> and help encourage us. Well, I mean, one of the things, you know, Jesus warned us about in the last days was going to be wars and rumors of wars, Vince. Uh, we definitely are hearing that almost daily now. Uh, Jesus said that we, we should not be troubled because these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nations shall rise against nation kingdom against kingdom, and that we're going to see other things, famines, pestilence, earthquakes. They had a huge earthquake in Japan today, 7.1 earthquake. And so there, there are things happening in the world, but Jesus said these are the beginning of sorrows. And he, he also told us that we needed to be ready, just like you were talking about. So Jesus was not preaching fear, but he was preaching faith because he said, those who endure through this shall be saved. Amen. All right, well, we'll have a special show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, We'll also have another special show on Friday where Devorah from the Jewish Agency will be joining us. So you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, You can go to endtime.com and read hundreds or thousands of articles and watch videos from us for absolutely free. Do that and we'll see you tomorrow. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.